All right. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. Uh, let me make one uh, housekeeping announcement before uh, before I start to teach. Uh, next Wednesday night, I won't be teaching. That is our um, children's Easter musical. It will be in this room at 630. But back on the table by the outlines are these cards. And uh, I'm supposed to invite you to take as many of these cards as you need so that you can invite other people to come next week. So this has the information that they need and church's address and, and all of that. So so pick up some of these uh, little postcard flyers and, um, and, and help invite people next week. It's, uh, I know, sometimes going to a children's program when it's not your children. Um, Diane and I were on our anniversary trip years ago. And we stayed, we got married in December, so it's during the Christmas season. And we stayed at a bed and breakfast. And this lady was just super nice. And she was fixing our breakfast one morning and she said, my daughter's Christmas program at her school is tonight. I'm sure they'd love it if you'd come. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we plan to do on our anniversary trip. But this is different. (laughs) If If you can invite people to come, particularly... If you know families with children who would love to see an example of what we do in raising up our kids. So pick these up and, and, uh, and use that in the next week. And then next Wednesday night we'll be in this room for, uh, for our Easter musical from our littles. Open your Bible to Acts chapter 15. We come to uh, a point in the story where... Everything that has happened to the church in the book of Acts so far has really, uh, for the most part, been an external threat. Now, if we go back to Acts chapter 5, there was that first internal threat, the whole episode with Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, They lied to the church. They lied to the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Holy Spirit... um, made an example of them. That was a threat because the church in its infancy uh, really couldn't survive uh, that kind of behavior. Well, by the time we get to Acts chapter 15, we come to the next and greater internal threat. Acts chapter 15 is a chapter that we call the Jerusalem Council. Now, I'm going to explain to you why that's not a great title, but but it's traditionally what, how, how that chapter has been referred to. But this is a moment in time when really for the first time, the church is faced with the challenge of, of, of false teaching that has a real shot at swaying the day in the church. The consequences, if the Jerusalem Council goes in the opposite direction, the consequences would have been devastating. In fact, uh, I'll talk about what that would look like, and you'll see that the very witness of the church in the world would have been irreparably damaged. Now, this is an episode that that you may not be that familiar with, 
Um, so uh, we're going to walk through it. I've given you an outline. I've called this lesson an unburdened gospel. Each week we're trying to find those characteristics of the first century church that are necessary to have a truly authentic first century church in the 21st century. This week, my, my argument is going to be that in order to have a, an authentic biblical church, you have to have what I've called an unburdened gospel. That is a gospel not weighed down by non-gospel stuff. Let me give you a perfect example. Just this last week, I watched, I hate to even use it, I don't like the phrase progressive Christianity because the fact of the matter is progressive Christianity is enough of a different animal that it's really not correct to refer to it as Christianity. It's something else. But there, I saw a video of a man who would describe himself as a progressive Christian pastor. In this video, um, showing us all how woke he was, how sensitive he is to the issues of our day, he, uh, his point is that we should be willing to acknowledge the sort of uh, inherent racism that all of us own and practice, and that when it's pointed out to us, the proper Christian response is that we acknowledge it and we repent of it. Okay, here's where he lost me. His example was the racism of Jesus. Remember the story when the Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus and she asked for something and, and Jesus said, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I've, I've only come to the children of Israel. And she says, well, even the dogs get the crumbs from the children's table. And Jesus says, I've never seen such faith in Israel. Well, he completely misunderstands and misinterprets that, that story. And his point is, Jesus was racist toward this non-Jewish woman. And when she was bold enough to challenge him, Jesus repented of his racism. She, he used those words. Jesus repented of his racism. Now listen, you can't repent of something unless you've sinned. Well, he and I are worlds apart. But see, what he's done, and, and the reason I'm telling you that story in related to an unburdened gospel, is because what he's done is he's taken the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he's taken a social justice agenda, and he's piled it onto the gospel, and he said, now you can't have the gospel without everything else that I've put into the mix. No. In fact, the opposite is true. You cannot be a faithful and authentic New Testament church, first century church in the 21st century, unless you can peel back all the stuff that's been added and present the hope of eternity that is in the unadulterated, the unburdened gospel. 
That's what Acts chapter 15 is all about. Let's look at this passage. I've given you this outline I call the historical background, which is the first major theological controversy that the church faces. And then we'll look at um, the blueprint, which is the way we see the unburdened gospel being played out. Um, let's start with uh, uh, the opposition emerges in Antioch. Let's just, let's, we'll just read these verses in the sections that I've broken them out, and we'll just kind of kind of have a running commentary as we work through this chapter. Acts chapter 15. Um, oh, by the way, it, just to set the context, if we go back to chapter 14, Paul finishes his first missionary journey. Remember, he was sent out by the church at Antioch, and he travels around, and he ends up back at Antioch. 